section eighteen of the ring and the book by robert browning this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by tony oliva chapter two half rome continued this makes the first act of the farce anon the stealing sombre element comes in till all is black or blood-red in the piece guido thus made a laughing-stock abroad a proverb for the market-place at home left alone with pompilia now this graft so reputable on his ancient stock this plague-seed set to fester his sound flesh what did the count revenge him on his wife unfasten at all risks to rid himself the noisome lazar badge fall foul of fate and careless whether the poor rag was ware of the part it played or helped unwittingly bid it go burn and leave his frayed flesh free plainly did guido open both doors wide spurn thence the cur-cast creature and clear scores as man might tempted in extreme like this no birth and breeding and compassion too saved her such scandal she was young he thought not privy to the treason punished most of the proclamation of it why make her a party to the crime she suffered by then the black eyes were now her very own not any more violantes let her live lose in a new air under a new sun the taint of the imputed parentage truly or falsely take no more the touch of pietro and his partner anyhow all might go well yet so she thought herself it seems since what was her first act and deed when news came how these kindly ones at rome had stripped her naked to amuse the world with spots here spots there and spots everywhere for i should tell you that they noised abroad not merely the main scandal of her birth but slanders written printed published wide pamphlets which set forth all the pleasantry of how the promised glory was a dream the power a bubble and the wealth why dust there was a picture painted to the life of those rare doings that superlative initiation in magnificence conferred on a poor roman family by favour of arezzo and her first and famousest the franceschini there you had the countship holding head aloft bravely although bespattered shifts and straits in keeping out of the way of the wheels of the world the comic of those home contrivances when the old lady mother's wit was taxed to find six clamorous mouths in food more real than fruit plucked off the cobwebbed family tree or acorn shed from its gilt-mouldered frame cold glories served up with three pauls worth sauce what i ask when the drunkenness of hate hiccuped return for 
hospitality befouled the table they had feasted on or say god knows i'll not prejudge the case grievances thus distorted magnified coloured by quarrel into calumny what side did our pompilia first espouse her first deliberate measure was she wrote pricked by some loyal impulse straight to rome and her husband's brother the abate there who having managed to effect the match might take men's censure for its ill success she made a clean breast also in her turn she qualified the couple handsomely since whose departure hell she said was heaven and the house late distracted by their peals quiet as carmel where the lilies live herself had oftentimes complained but why all her complaints had been their prompting tales trumped up devices to this very end their game had been to thwart her husband's love and cross his will malign his words and ways so reach this issue furnish this pretence for impudent withdrawal from their bond theft indeed murder since they meant no less whose last injunction to her simple self had been what parents precept do you think that she should follow after with all speed fly from her husband's house clandestinely join them at rome again but first of all pick up a fresh companion in her flight putting so youth and beauty to fit use some gay daredevil cloak and rapier spark capable of adventure helped by whom she some fine eve when lutes were in the air having put poison in the posset cup laid hands on money jewels and the like and to conceal the thing with more effect by way of parting benediction too fired the house one would finish famously i the tumult slip out scurry off and away and turn up merrily at home once more fact this and not a dream of the devil sir and more than this a fact none dare dispute word for word such a letter did she write and such the abate read nor simply read but gave all rome to ruminate upon in answer to such charges as i say the couple sought to be beforehand with the cause thus carried to the courts at rome guido away the abate had no choice but stand forth take his absent brother's part defend the honour of himself beside he made what head he might against the pair maintain pompilia's birth legitimate and all her rights intact hers guido's now and so far by his tactics turn their flank the enemy being beforehand in the place that though the courts allowed the cheat for fact 
suffered violante to parade her shame publish her infamy to heart's content and let the tale o the feigned birth pass for proved yet they stopped there refused to intervene and dispossess the innocents befooled by gifts o the guilty at guilt's new caprice they would not take away the dowry now wrongfully given at first nor bar at all succession to the aforesaid usufruct established on a fraud nor play the game of pietro's child and now not pietro's child as it might suit the gamester's purpose thus was justice ever ridiculed in rome such be the double verdicts favoured here which send away both parties to a suit nor puffed up nor cast down for each a crumb of right for neither of them the whole loaf whence on the comparini's part appeal counter appeal on guido's that's the game and so the matter stands even to this hour bandied as balls are in a tennis court and so might stand unless some heart broke first till doomsday End of section 18